0: Welcome in to the UGA Football Live podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Shelton, in partnership with UGA Wire of the USA Today's College Wire Network. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening in. Got a quick show today. Going to touch on some Georgia football news of course, but uh, first, it's a big day. Opening day, that is. Yeah, recording this on Thursday, MLB opening day. um, A glorious day because of the fact that, you know, specifically, it's the first time I get to watch these Atlanta Braves uh, go to work, really. NL East champs. That's three times in a row, NL East champs. And this is probably the most excited I've been for a baseball season in my life. Um, I guess for a few reasons, One, because of the year we've had in 2020 and just with COVID and everything. And partly because of how the Braves ended this past season. One game away from the World Series. And now we're back and we're looking like a top team in the NL. We are tied with the Phillies right now in the eighth. So hopefully we pull this one out. Uh, But I do have tickets to the home opener next Friday, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, But just as baseball is getting back to action, we're about to see football play between the hedges. That's right. April 17th is G-Day. The annual spring game is back after it was canceled last year. So the dogs are in the middle of spring practice right now, of course. And that leads up to the game. So we'll, we'll talk some recent news right now. And I'll start off with injuries. This is starting to scare me a little bit uh, because we've already seen three big time players go down. One is George Pickens, who will be out with the ACL uh, we talked about last week. And then there's Kenny McIntosh with a dislocated elbow. He'll be out for the spring. And then there's another injury. And this turned out to be minor, thank God. But receiver Jermaine Burton got carted off the practice field earlier this week with a knee. And anytime the term carted off is used, it's never a good sign. And as my. A pit drops in my stomach, you know. Uh, But he got carted off the field earlier this week with a knee injury. And I'm not going to lie, when I read that, I was thinking to myself, well, that's two top receivers we have to replace. And we're barely even three weeks into spring. Um, This stuff is just not good for my heart. You know, I read a tweet that said Georgia should just put guys in bubble wrap for the rest of the year until Clemson on September 4th. And part of me agrees with that, at least for my personal health. Not having to see star players go down will be nice. But it, but that's football. It's next man up, especially in Athens, because this team plans on going places. So, cool, Burton will be okay, but we'll be out for the rest of the spring, which really gives Arian Smith and Justin Robinson, that second-year receiver, more time to work in and get reps. Also, Adonai Mitchell, he's turning heads. He's 6'4". I'm looking forward to him running some jump balls with Pickens out. Um, because those guys we don't really don't have the tall receivers anymore. We don't have the height of the receiver. I think Justin Robinson's six two and he's the tallest guy outside of Dominic Blaylock. Um everybody else, Karis Jackson, Jermaine Burton, um, who's the other six foot guy? Demetrius Robertson, they're all six foot. Um, as far as jump ball winners, we don't have that guy right now. So it'll be interesting to see if Adonai Mitchell and Justin Robinson can do that. Um, I'm really looking forward to see these receivers on G Day and see what kind of separation they can make know, I wrote on this the other night, but I was thinking X-Factor for this Georgia offense, right? Who's going to be the guy to win matchups when we absolutely need a play? When we need a first down and it's one-on-one, where does Daniels go to? Where does he go? For me, it's about speed here. And that's why Arian Smith comes to mind. Redshirt freshman. He was the fastest player in the 2020 recruiting class. Um, a track star in high school. If you watch the tape from last season, he flashed that speed, even coming off of a torn meniscus. So those muscles in his knee have to be more developed now. Uh, he, of course, has that had that 50-yard grab in the Peach Bowl, and then his first catch of his career was a touchdown versus South Carolina. But if he can develop his routes and timing with JT over the offseason, I really think he could be that guy to win a matchup, and that's what it sometimes comes down to in big games more often than not, right? Another one of those matchup problems is obviously Big Darnell Washington, Big O, right? He's six seven, two sixty, 260, and can run. For him, it's about developing that route running, though, catching, learning how to work into those zones in the defense as a tight end. Coach said he's dropped some weight and is moving even better, so that, that's a great sign. But you look at the, the great tight ends, and, and one thing they're all terrific at is finding that space in the middle of the defense. Those guys that comes to mind, really in the league, you look, you watched Kyle Pitts do it, but Kyle Pitts was using so many different ways um, against linebackers and running backs, other than just sitting in the zone. But in the in the league, you know, Travis Kelsey, guys like that, they they do such a good job of just finding those zones, and their and their relationship with their quarterback is so good that once they do find those zones and get a little spot in the middle of the defense that that a tight throw can beat. They know exactly where to be, and they have that connection with the quarterback. He had that connection with Patty Mahomes. Now, if, if Darnell Washington could get that kind of connection and learn how to sit there in those zones when they're all playing a zone and take those big plays and first downs all the time, that would be huge. Um, but when a defense is in a zone like that, you can gash them, right, by finding those holes. So that's another aspect I'm excited to see in the offense. So let's jump to some recruiting real quick. So dogs are on a roll here recently. Jumped from the number four class to the number two class in the country last week. Uh, that was due to three recruits in five days. That's a week right there. That starts with five-star athlete Malachi Starks. He'll probably be a corner in Athens. And, and I think we have Dan Lanning and our new DB coach, Die. I think he's on that recruiting team with Starks as well. Uh, but he committed big. I mean, he's six foot two hundred already. Can run, um, and just just a senior about. Well, he's a junior right now, about to be a senior. Um, so he, he's going to be big if we can keep him in the fold. Um, four star outside linebacker Jalen Walker. He's got the frame of uh, Azizo Jilari, number four outside linebacker in the country. Uh, then there's the four star running back Jordan James from Tennessee Murfreesboro, I think he's called second best player in Tennessee according to 247 Sports. Think back to last year at this point. You know, Georgia had just, what, six or so commits at this time. And and I know it may be a COVID thing because of last year, all that going on. Kids, you know, we're just not committing as as much, you know. They couldn't visit. So that might be a factor there. But still, I mean, that's, you still got to look at the positive here. And 11 already and and closing in on Ohio State for the number one class in the nation. Uh, Probably my favorite addition to the class was just this week. The dogs received... A commitment from punter Brett Thorson. So I think one of our first episodes in the fall included, you know, best names in college football segment. And I'll bring back that for this next fall. And I I should have been adding names to this this whole time. Every time I see a name, I'm like, I should add that to the list. And I forget. So I'll have to just find some more good ones. But this is, this has to be added to it, right? Brett Thorson. What a name. Who decides, you know, who besides having a great name, is from Australia. So for years we've seen teams like LSU and Kentucky use these Australian punters, and now we get on the mix, and I cannot wait to state to say stuff like now Thor trots on to boom one away. I mean that just sounds cool. Thor the punter. Dogs in the NFL. So let's 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 break down some stuff real quick. Uh so just a few free agency updates. For the former Bulldogs in the league, so safety Sean Williams signed a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. He joins AJ Green in Arizona. Also, former Chiefs and Colts linebacker Justin Houston is getting interest from Indianapolis. Uh, they are in talks to resign him. He spent the last two seasons there, had eight sacks last season. Um, pretty interesting there in Arizona, though. AJ Green's there, um, Dondre Hopkins. You got. Larry Fitzgerald, Sean Williams sat on the other side of the ball. J.J. Watt signed. you got Chandler Jones on defense, too. So a lot of guys going to Arizona, which is interesting. Um, I don't really picture that as a place to go as a free agent, but I guess it is. I heard the golf is good there, so I guess that's an aspect for these older players. They get to play good golf. Um, But Kyler Murray at quarterback, too. That's going to be interesting to watch what they can do, Um, especially with, with my boy A.J. Green, best receiver in Georgia history. In my opinion, but when we get AJ Green in there, I'd love to see him maybe a little comeback uh, because his last year with the Bengals was up and down. He was battling injuries too, but the Bengals are just such a bad organization. No offense, Bengals fans, they just are. They can't win. They don't go to the playoffs, and when they do, they lose. Um, but yeah, maybe they, maybe AJ can get him a playoff win or something. That'd be nice to see. Um, and then let's talk about Stafford real quick in, in the NLA and how cool that is. Um, to see Stafford come from an organization like Detroit and then go to L.A. with Sean McVay and that offense, I just cannot wait to see what they can do there. Um, he, it's going to be great to watch. And if he goes to the Super Bowl, I'm a, I'm a Rams fan. I'm a Well, I'm already a Rams fan, I guess, this year. Stafford's the quarterback. Um, but if they go to the Super Bowl against anybody else other than my Falcons, I'll be pulling from them the whole way. All right, so in the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking more G-Day And I've got some really cool things coming your way on that, including some sound bites from a conversation I had, your boy had, with a former Georgia head coach and the SEC's all-time leading passer. You'll probably guess that second guy, but I'll drop that on game week. That's the plan, at least. Uh, But after G-Day, we move right into the draft, and we've got 11 draft-eligible dogs this year. So going to be a fun weekend there. And that's the 29th, I believe. But, yeah, so a lot of cool content on the way. Um, And I I do want to touch on something I said last week. We were talking about the top three fast food fries with Arthur Lynch. And if you missed that episode with Arthur Lynch, I would go back. We talked some really cool stuff. We talked Red Sox and Braves and how bad the Red Sox are. Just kidding. Um, And he'll help you for that. But top three fast food fries. Um, And I want to stop there for a second because – I only thought about that for a few minutes when I was talking with Arthur, and I definitely missed one. I think I went, what did I go? Did I go Wendy's, um, Chick-fil-A, and what was my other one? I don't even remember. Oh, and Checkers, I think. I think it was Checkers. Um, but I have to make a change to that, and I I totally forgot about Zaxby's fries. I love Zaxby's fries. The crinkle fries, those are great. And the trick is, here's the trick. You have to take the Zax sauce, put Tongue Torch in the Zax sauce, and then you dip it. Okay. And once you try this, I've changed your life. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Okay. It is so good. I've been doing it since I was a kid and I completely forgot about it, but I have a question here. Does it count if you have to put the fries in a sauce? Does that make it a top three fast? Does it make it a top fast food fry? You know, and that's the big question for me. Does it disqualify it? Um, but for right now, I'm going to go ahead and put Zach's cheese in the front with a little tongue torch and the Zach sauce, because that's how you make it good. Um, so yeah, I wanted to clarify clarify that a little bit. And I know I'm a bit all over the place in this show, uh, but that's the off-season show for you. Um, let's talk about the Georgia schedule real quick coming up. So Georgia had a series, added a series, can't talk today, with Louisville um, to its long list of non-conference Power 5 opponents coming up. And let's just go through these real quick and imagine, picture yourself at each of these games. That's what I do, and it makes it really cool. So... Clemson opener in Charlotte, right? September 4th, going to be huge. I hope I get to go. Um, Oregon in Atlanta, 2022 kickoff game. 2023 at Oklahoma. That would be really fun to go to. I thought that, I, I can't wait to get a ticket to that one. Maybe cover it. But Clemson the next year in a kickoff game in Atlanta. So that's two kickoff games in Atlanta. Oregon won Clemson in 2024, and then we got at UCLA, which is an interesting matchup. That'll be really cool. Pac-12, we'll go to California. Um, In 2026, UCLA comes to Athens, and we added, that's what we added just this week, at Louisville. So 2026, we got UCLA and Athens, and we're at Louisville. Those are cool. And then 2027, we're at Florida State. Maybe Florida State will be back to, you know, their usual antics. Maybe they'll be a top ten team again. That would be really cool. And then Louisville in Athens. You know, last time we played Louisville was a twenty fourteen belt bowl. That's all that comes to mind. And I remember, you know, they had Todd Grantham and it was like they had one of the best rush defenses in the country. And then Nick Chubb ran for what, two forty, I think, something like that. Something wild. I can't even think off the top of my head. Um, uh, but we absolutely destroyed him. That was like thirty seven fourteen. I saw the score the other day again come up. Um, don't quote me on that, but so we got Louisville and Athens, 2027 and then 2028 FSU in Athens and we are at Texas. Ooh, that's cool. Longhorns. So that'll be a rematch of the, what was that? The sugar bowl. Yeah. Okay. So sugar bowl, that's a rematch of the sugar bowl. So that will be fun to get them back hopefully, but that's 2028 by the time it'll be like 10 years later. Um, 2029 at Clemson. And Texas in Athens, so we go to Death Valley and we get Texas and Athens. That'll be a tough year if they're any good at that point um i'm I just I wish we were going to Clemson this year. I really want to be in Death Valley and witness that um and then twenty thirty Clemson in Athens, Ohio State in Athens now twenty thirty is gonna be the year if you want to if you want to buy tickets to away games. You could, I guess, you could go to, you know, let's see, you could go to UCLA in Athens, um, Louisville in Athens, Texas in Athens. I would save it for twenty thirty. Go to Clemson in Athens and Ohio State in Athens. That would be awesome. That would be such a fun game, especially Ohio State and seeing the Buckeyes play us in Athens. Oh man, I'm just getting pumped thinking about that. In twenty thirty one, Oklahoma in Athens at Ohio State. That's another tough year. So Georgia's really just – we're scheduling these tough non-conference games, getting that clout for some playoff runs. Um, 2032, and these are the last two years on name. Clemson in Athens, and then we're at Clemson in 2033. So a bunch of games with Clemson. I love it. Um, I love that. Top four team just like we are playing each other all the time. That's that's so cool. Uh, So I really like what we're doing scheduling-wise. So Josh Brooks, AD, New AD, I think he's doing a great job there. Added Louisville, um, I love that matchup. Get some ACC play, make them look bad. That's what we usually do there. So yeah, it's really cool addition to the schedule, the future schedule. So that's something to be pumped for moving forward. All right, guys, and that's the show for today so um remember to rate subscribe and review and let me know what you think i'm at j underscore shelton on twitter Uh, remember i've got those g-day talk coming up and i've got some special sound bites from a former georgia head coach got a pretty cool story about g-day there um and also got draft talk coming up after g-day so g-day april 17th and then we'll talk draft after that, and that's two weeks after there. Oh, and then the Masters is next week. Isn't it? Yeah. Masters is next week, too. What beautiful month in sports. Who would have thought? April. Mainly baseball and the Masters, but got some G-Day in there, too, so it's, it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Um, check us out at UGA Wire, a part of the USA Today College Wire Network. You know what's up. We've got everything you need to stay caught up on Georgia football. Uh, so let's do that. And we'll see y'all next week. Go dogs! Tyler Sims was on sides. Aggravates the stew out of me.